3: Number three of VEASAN's primetime action live from the majestic, the glorious South Point Hotel Casino here on the tip of the strip in Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, still to come this hour, Pete Futak, the creator of collegefootballnews.com, a treasure trove of college football information. We'll talk ACC with him momentarily. And, uh, guys, we've got to talk uh, WGC, St. Jude, FedEx, Invitational. Uh, we have not talked about that yet tonight. First round in the books and uh, a star studded field, of course, with every WGC event. And uh, some of the names that we've been betting, they're atop the leaderboard. Not quite atop, but lurking. That's for sure. We'll get into that. And Danielle, if you want to talk about your bets more, we can do that too.
1: I'm okay. Thank you, though. You're very
3: <laughs> welcome.
4: <laughs> Kelly, update on
3: baseball. No, well, thank you.
1: Before we get to baseball,
3: uh oh.
4: oh. Jeremiah Masoli just dropped two, two better passes in the CFL game on his way to a touchdown. than you're going to see in the NFL game tonight. I'll tell you that much six, nothing tired cats. They're going for two, uh, not going to get it. Six, nothing is where we're at in that game in the NFL preseason game. We remain at three to nothing, five minutes left in the first half. Live numbers just went off the board. So I'll circle back Cowboys three and a half, 23 and a half is our total now, gentlemen. Uh, in Major League Baseball, Reds up on the Pirates, seven to nothing, top of the fifth. The Braves up on the Cardinals 1-0 top of the third. Braves minus 190 live. Cardinals plus 155 and 7.5 and is the total. Mariners and Yankees still tied now at two apiece, though. Yankees minus 230 live. In the bo- they are in the bottom of the sixth. Mariners plus 185 and 7.5 and is the total. Blue Jays still up on the Indians, three to nothing. That game into the top of the 7th. If you wanted to jump in, you get Indians 20-1 to 1 live. 4.5 is the live total. The Royals up on the White Sox, 2-1 to top of the 4th. That is minus 115 both ways. And 9.5 is the total. Twins with a 4-0 lead over the Astros in the top of the 4th. Uh, the Twins minus 450 live. Astros plus 340 and 9.5 is your total.
3: Boston lost earlier today. The Red Sox, that is. Tampa Bay is idle, so the Yankees really want to get that one, uh, pick up a half game on the Rays and a full game uh, for the day on the Red Sox. By the way, I can never get used to how big that Canadian Football League field is.
5: Oh, it's, just, with the 20 yards it's just a 20-yard massive... end zone and then the, the the field goal post at the, at the front yeah. of the end zone? Old school, oh, yeah. It's
4: wider, yeah. It's a did big you, field. Did you end up making a
5: bet on that game or no? Nah, I no, I didn't.
4: No, <laughs> leaned Hamilton, but I can't. I, I can't do it. I, I got to watch a, le- a few weeks before I get into that. That's the opener of the season. Yeah, this is the season opener, and then you got to remember they didn't play a single game last year. So this right. is like if any of these leagues, like imagine if college football ended up taking the whole season off last year. It's like you have no idea who's on these teams. Like learning the te- the rosters is is you know like something we never have to do like this.
5: Garrett Gilbert's day is done. He ends 9 of 13 for 104 yards. I mean, not not, not terrible. Uh, he took a couple sacks, but uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Cooper Rush in for the Cowboys now. He is 3 of 4 so far for 25 yards. Of course, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He is not yet been sacked mason rudolph still in for uh the steelers he is six of nine for 84 yards everybody waiting for dwayne haskins to take the field for the steelers he is uh got brought in basically for free there for the steelers and they are wondering if maybe there's anything left in the former washington footballer and uh you know listen big ben does not have a ton of time left for that team They're probably going to win enough games this year to not have one of the top picks. So, you know, could you bridge with a guy like Dwayne Haskins to some sort of other thing? Um, I know there's a lot of people in Steeler Nation who are wondering how he's going to fare tonight. Ben DiNucci on deck tonight as well for the Cowboys? Maybe maybe the nooch gets in there. (laughs) The nooch. The nooch gets in. What do you think about a guy like Dwayne Haskins?
3: Dwayne Haskins who... You know, obviously had a monster senior year over at Ohio State, uh, where he threw, was it 50 touchdown passes, I believe it was? Uh, And then he's he's drafted 15th by the Washington football team. And those of us who follow the Washington football team, we rejoice that they didn't trade up for him. Mm -hmm. That was like our solace. So we fell to Washington the year that Daniel Jones was drafted so much higher by the Giants. Uh, and then, you know, all kinds of growing pains, was signing autographs before the game was over. Um, some reports that he didn't know the plays as he headed to the line of scrimmage and others. Uh, but you you hope the best for a kid like that.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, start over type situation. I mean, could it be? I mean, everybody thought. By the way, Gil Alexander, um, Matt Brown, Daniel Avari, Kelly Bidlin, Vison's primetime action. I'm sorry. Everybody thought Ryan Tannehill was terrible. Yeah. You know, and then he gets a fresh start and then at least like kind of makes something so I mean, you know, maybe this could be one of those fresh start type deals. Cause I mean, you know, as as you mentioned, I mean, just not a lot of success on the NFL side of things for for Haskins. I mean, in his, in the twenty nineteen season Gill, he uh a fifty-eight percent completion percentage for him, uh seven touchdowns to seven picks, and then in twenty twenty last year and his limited time there. Uh, five touchdowns to seven picks, so that is a, a not not a good ratio no. there there for him. But I mean, look, you know, maybe it's change of scenery, change of offense, change yeah. of whatever it might be. But uh, you know, maybe there's no. We can ask Pete what he thought about him coming out of college. Yeah, let's bring him in
3: from College Football News, the creator of CollegeFootballNews.com. It's Pete Futek. How you doing, Peter?
6: I apologize you're not getting the uh, beautiful backgrounds of this morning or anything like this, but uh, uh, the cicadas are crazy and it would be deafening, so unfortunately you're getting the audio version of me tonight.
3: Matt is quite okay, quite okay. Great to talk to you twice in one day. What about what Matt just said? What was your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins when he came out of Ohio State?
6: I I thought he was going to be fantastic. I mean, like you never know. I mean, you always hear – you know. I always kind of am leery when you hear anybody mention maturity problems, or the because it's a twenty-year-old kid. Like who isn't you know who doesn't have maturity? Pro- I have maturity problems now. Agreed. And I'm old, so like so like I, I don't really get into that too much. But uh, in terms of talent, it was all there. But you're always a little bit leery of the guy who's only you know had one year as a starter. But certainly he was terrific in that one year at Ohio State. And the talent's there. He's got the arm strength. You know, you don't put up the numbers he did without being able to know what you're doing. So uh, if he can just sort of kind of get it together, get with the right coach, uh, there is the talent there to to groom into something potentially uh, solid.
3: Let's talk some ACC football, Pete. We have uh, been talking ACC all week with different college football experts. And of course, when you talk ACC, you start in the uh, Atlantic with Clemson, of course. Uh, they reign supreme. And they start out the season September 4th, the biggest interconference game in college football this year uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's Clemson and Georgia out of the SEC. Um, really, the only thing one would assume could go wrong. Uh, we'd ever want to assume, but probably the only thing that could go wrong for Clemson, at least on paper this year, but really doesn't mean as much to them as it does to Georgia from a from a long term standpoint this year, does it? Like Clemson could 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 lose this and still be okay. Yeah,
6: so exactly. So you like you said, Georgia is still Georgia kind of has a, an okay schedule for the SEC. Uh, the problem is they're going to have that big matzo ball at the end, even if they get through it with this SEC championship game where, all right, maybe you can get through the rest of the slate clean. You're still going to have to deal with a Bama or an LSU or a Texas A&M in the championship game. Uh, but Clemson, look, they, got, they have to go to NC State. There's always that one game a year where they kind of don't show up for half the game, and they, it's a dangerous one way or another game. Last year it was Boston College. A few years ago they got tagged by Syracuse. Uh, so outside of that outlier, they're going to be double-digit favorites against everybody else the rest of the way. So if they win this, it's pretty much over and put them in the college football playoff. And you know, as, as we discussed before when we were talking SEC, one of the real keys here is how, how bad does the loser look? You know, if it's a 27-24 game and it, it decided on a left-second field goal, all right, free pass, you know, great game between two elite teams. The college football playoff committee shouldn't give any problems. With it. But if it's like a 31-3 wipeout or something, that then it matters for the loser here.
5: Pete, you just mentioned NC State, and we have a couple of people we have talked to seem to think that this NC State team might be have the potential to make some noise. What do you think of this NC State team? Is it like, you know, an overbet on the win total? You mentioned that maybe they, you know, if if there was a sleepwalk game, they might could even, you know, beat a Clemson or something like that. Are you as high on this NC State team as it seems like some of some of these other people are?
6: Welcome to the super senior year, where <laughs> they basically get, they lose their big guy in the middle of the defensive front, but they get basically everybody else back. So, you know, look, Dave Doran, they've been sort of underappreciated. Wolfpack has been underappreciated uh, on his watch. They went through a whole series of runs of uh, nine win seasons and uh, among the land of the very solid, uh, not quite able to get over that hump. But six and a half win total, I mean, just count it straight out. I mean, South Florida, Furman, Louisiana Tech, uh, Louisville, Syracuse, you know, start, you got a base of wins right there. Not to mention they are good enough to, you know, potentially push in North Carolina or win at a Wake Forest or win at Florida State. This is a rock solid team on the lines. They don't really have the superstars at the skill spots. But just start with the infrastructure and go out from there, and uh, yeah, I like them to to get past that six and a half win total.
3: Going down uh, further in the, uh, pardon me, in the ACC Atlantic, uh, obviously BC is there, Louisville as you mentioned, Wake Forest, uh, probably Syracuse bringing up the rear. I want to seize on Florida State though. Florida State, of all of these uh, listed beyond Clemson, the most traditional college football powerhouse, but uh, this ain't your mom and dad's Florida State Seminoles. Those kind of, uh, you know, just blue-chip prospects and recruits are just not there uh, these days, and their schedule is is awful like notre dame to start things off at home at florida to close the season those are the bookends and in between as you pointed out uh, at college football news good lord at carolina at clemson uh miami at home i mean you can go down this list five and a half is their season win total where do you stand on the seminoles
6: American, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's like your older brother. I mean, we weren't talking, it wasn't all that long ago when this was still a superpower of superpower programs that just, you know, every year was just a knee jerk reaction given that this was a national title contender. And they've had talent, but five and a half is just an insult. But like you said, here's the craziest part about that five and a half win total they get jacksonville state they get syracuse at home and they get umass they've got three sure thing wins there and it's still finding those other two wins out there to even get you to five much less much less six uh it's a brutal schedule they just look it's going to turn at some point they do have guys there they do have uh enough talent on the starting 22 where they can get and they got north carolina last year they could yeah, on the right day, get uh, a Louisville or a Wake Forest. But boy, you're right. This schedule is just a bear. For, it starts with Notre Dame, ends at Florida, and in the middle, there's a whole lot of problems.
3: Sorry, Kelly, our own Kelly Bidlin, Florida State alum. Sorry about that. I mean,
6: I was going to say I was
4: there from 05 to 09, and those were some horrible years at the end of the Bowden era. And then it was—it was really just the Jimbo time, where they were like fantastic again. But it's been—it's been rough the past few years.
5: Were they really fantastic? <laughs> really, really Man, national champion, national champion, you know, nineteen ninety three. <laughs>
4: um, but yeah,
3: Pete, let's so go.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah, jeez, Pete, let's go <laughs> a little. Just because since we have someone that, that lives and breathes college football, I want to uh, I want to go a little bit of sports talk radio here because we're in the ACC, and of course, the big one of the bigger stories to come out of the name, image, likeness thing is what's going on down at, at Miami. Dan Lambert, who I just happen to know because I used to work in the MMA business, like so Dan Lambert, the owner of American Top Team MMA Fight Gym down there. Has has vowed to sponsor every uh, give sponsorship deals to to every single player on the roster at five hundred dollars a month. Now the 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 top of the top players, of course, are going to make more money than that in other deals and stuff like that. But does something like this won't it like raise the baseline of players that go to Miami? Like the wouldn't you if you're just kind of if you're average Joe and you could go to either go to Miami and make five hundred dollars a month or go to one of these other schools and not make anything? Like, won't this kind of like raise at least like the the depth of a team like Miami? And where do we go from here? Is there some? Is there a a billionaire, uh, you know, alumni out there that's about to offer people two thousand dollars a month to go to to go to the schools? I mean, what do you think this is
6: all about? So, so you're saying Miami players to $500 a month, but they're taking a pay cut. Is that
3: how- <laughs> <laughs> Wow. There Ooh. it is. You said it, what? not me. I,
6: I, I joke. I'm a yeah. kid. Not really. Look, I, I don't think our, the normal college football fan understands legally, by the way, how much these guys get in stipends. I know it's not fair. It's not representative. It's not right. And scholarships and all the other stuff that they do get, uh, so, but it's yeah, of course. If if you know you're going to go to a place that has kind of an institutionalized uh, set of uh, revenue streams coming in, yeah, of course you're going to you know, give another look. Yet now, it, it, this is what I like is for example when Nick Saban comes on and says, well, you know Bryce Young's probably going to make eight hundred thousand dollars this year, and he gives a look like, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, like, <laughs> but no, he's he's selling. He's basically saying, hey, all you future five star quarterback guys. This is what my guy's getting. It's always be recruiting. And like you said, like every college is going to have its own quirky thing. You know, I I guarantee you the old Uncle Phil Knight up at Oregon is going to have something to say about this for some guys at some point. Uh, And every school is going to have something that they're going to be offering. And it's fine. The only part that's not fine is it kind of takes away from the reality that they're not getting paid. They're still not getting paid by the schools or by or the networks. So all these billions, you know, this is nice. The $500 a month is cute and all, uh, but compared to the billions of dollars at these places, maybe not the ACC because their uh, you know, rights deals, the TV rights deal is awful, uh, but everyone else is making money. And so if these guys get a couple bucks a month, it's just fine.
3: ACC Coastal, I've asked uh, others about North Carolina, largely considered the favorite, uh, not largely considered, but in the market, the favorite in the ACC Coastal at plus 130. So I won't ask you about that. And I'm suggesting that Sam Howell might be a very good Heisman candidate at 14 to 1. But about the Canes this year, uh, their season win total is nine. Nine. Uh, they have a game against Alabama where they're 18-and-a-half point dogs to start the season off in Atlanta. I'm curious if you would take the 18-and-a-half. They also have a game at North Carolina, by the way. Uh, that's away at Chapel Hill. So those are two right there where they're going to be dogs in. That would mean, to me anyway, that you can't possibly bet the over on this because then they'd have to win all other ten games. Um, so it's under or anything. I'm curious if you agree with that. And then right at the start of anything, do we really know where Derrick King's injury status is right now his health
6: I do not want to touch this one on the over in any way because look yeah I know anecdotal it doesn't really matter I am not an elite athlete of any sort but having blown out my knee twice the idea of coming back that fast and then going against Alabama to start the season so like you said reverse engineer this Like we did before, where you can come up with, well, this team's gonna have three wins. Start with a base in there. Well, start with a base of one loss for Alabama, like you said. Appalachian State is not a pushover of a game. I know, ha ha, but that's no joke of a game. Michigan State's no joke of a game, and you still got to go to North Carolina. You still got to go to Pitt. I know we talked about before, but going to Florida State, you never know. Then you know, NC State. We're not joking around. That is a good team. So you're only talking about losing three games here to, to get the under. I do not want anything to do uh, with the over on Miami. And, yeah, absolutely, I have learned my lesson. Uh, you do not go broke by uh, betting, taking Alabama and giving away the points ever So uh, on a consistent basis. So I, I'm happy to give away 18.5 and, and Bama on this.
5: Pete, if something crazy happens, the aliens come down and steal all of the players that go to Clemson or whatever, and somebody else ends up winning the ACC this year, what team is that going to be?
6: Yeah, not to be uh, flippant or, you know, set the to point or anything like this, but hey, we're, we're still dealing with a global pandemic in ways. You know, there are still, you know, if you, and again, I, I don't mean to be gross here by, by putting this into football terms, but let's say, you know, you lose to Georgia right away you know, you're a one outbreak away from having, you know, being out of this. So uh, if there is an eighth or just straight up football wise, Hey, North Carolina is good. I, I'm not quite buying like everyone else is, uh, but that is a loaded team with a future NFL starter, at quarterback. Uh, so that is a very dangerous Tar Heel team that could, on, you know, again, I keep saying on the right day. Well, that is a team that's good enough to, to get there. Uh, they don't get Clemson in the regular season. If you look at their schedule, you know, where where are they going to be the uh, the underdog? They, they're, they're probably going to be the favorites in every game, except that regular season finale against NC State. Quirky part of the schedule. Wake Forest is actually counted as a non-conference game for them, and that's a home game that's winnable. So North Carolina can just get there to the ACC championship. And, again, they're going to have an NFL-caliber quarterback in Sam Howell uh, and a good enough group of skilled guys where they might be able to give Clemson a, a real hard time.
3: All right, 60 seconds then, Pete. Let's say those same aliens, while taking out Clemson, mm-hmm. also take out North Carolina. Uh, we already talked about Miami's schedule. Who's the team that comes out of nowhere to win the ACC? Like, What's right. the one team in the middle of the pack that you actually think has a path to actually be pretty darn good?
6: I don't, well, okay, if we're not saying they're going to win the ACC, because basically if you're saying who's your outlier in the ACC, it's got to come from the Coastal, but I will say the team to watch out for, it's going to be pretty darn good. Boston College is going to wing the ball all over the yard, and you want to talk about a nice base of wins, Colgate at UMass at Temple. There's your 3-0 and start to the season, and go from there. Uh, they, that, that seven win total is probably about right. I kind of like them over. But Phil Jerkovic and this offense, they're going to explode. And they almost got Clemson last year. I'm not saying that they're going to do it, but that's going to be a very, very fun team to watch.
3: And in our scenario, they could be 4-0 and before they take on alien-ravaged Clemson. At right, there we go. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and if you're holding that 50-1 to ticket, yeah. then you're feeling really good.
3: 50-1 to to win the ACC. Pete Futak, everybody, from uh, the confines of his automobile, I believe, uh, given the audio yeah. tonight. We appreciate the effort, Pete. Thank you for adapting.
6: Anytime, guys. You have a great
3: night. Pete Futag collegefootballnews.com. I don't know if you guys have ever gone to that site, but it's fabulous board, with college football. Over over a decade, yes. well over a
4: decade, yeah, maybe well a over couple a decade. of
5: decades. Yeah. I, was
4: gonna, I was gonna say, I remember. I think I've looked at it, looked at it more in college, honestly, mm. than, than I have recently. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And you gotta like that kind of hustle out of a guest. That's why I oh. love Pete. Outdoors, indoors, inside of an automobile. Like, yes. Too many cicadas. Can't do. A, can't do a shot outside.
3: Hope he's not Go harming. the car. Hope he's not harming himself. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll talk, among other things. First of all, we'll update all the baseball scores. Yankees down to the Mariners now. Mariners will not go away, period, this baseball season. We'll update all the scores. And, oh, yeah, WGC St. Jude. we got to talk about that. It's VEASAN's primetime action.
1: If you love live in game action, then download the free Odds Trader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need, Gil. Hey, Danielle. Quick kick.
5: Matt's talking over the. We've uh, been doing this for four fast. weeks,
1: but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we've been doing this one for four weeks. <laughs> yeah,
5: I was, I was well, I, that's it clicked whenever you started reading it. Like, oh, quick, quick. All right, here we go. All right. let's, get okay. yeah, let's get back on this. about a month. Okay. Let's get back on this. He felt the need to verbalize it as it's it was been happening.
4: Like eight months, I
1: think, we've been doing that. I was like talking to the Odds Trader one specifically. But, yeah, we'll Uh, get there.
3: Rafael Nadal loses in D.C. in the round of 16. So in his second match, because he just he shows up in the round of 32 on a Wednesday. In his second match, he loses. By the way, he just barely got by Jack Sock yesterday in a a third set tiebreaker. He loses to South Africa's Lloyd Harris, uh, 4-6, 6-1, 4-6. And so, again, for those uh, in D.C., uh you know tickets were going for about two thousand dollars a pop because they had never seen rafael rafael nadal never played in dc before and uh he's done so now here's the thing just the sort of tennis handicapping point and matt you'll i know you will appreciate this because this is the thing about the way that a tennis calendar works differently than golf uh in tennis there are you know obviously you're expending much more energy You've got a Grand Slam coming up in three weeks. You've got thousand Masters, a thousand tournaments coming up. ATP one thousand tournaments. Again, those relate to the purses. The bigger the purse, you get. It's a, it's right below a Slam is in a thousand tournament. Then there's five hundred. This is just a five hundred tournament. So you almost wonder, and this is why you lay low on tournaments like this. You just don't know if, in the back of his mind, he's thinking to himself, "Wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world for the me motivation. to lose here." Because then I, I keep my energy. So that's just sort of a cautionary thing with betting tennis. And Nadal loses to Lloyd Harris. I, I wonder if we could find out what Lloyd Harris was as a dog in that match. Uh, that would be curious to me. Because God, it would have had to have been like a 5-1 to one dog or something like that. I'd probably low on
5: that as well. And, and just a little bit of news. From earlier today as well, Roger Federer pulled out of the tournament in Toronto and the tournament in Cincinnati. Wow, um, that is you know a couple of warm-up tournaments for the U.S. Open, which we thought maybe maybe wanted to make one last run at that. That is at least a, at least a little bit of doubt now yeah. on on the U.S. Open here. Um, not that we were probably going to be betting Federer anyway, but if you were thinking about betting Federer out there, he cited that knee injury that has kept him out for the longest amount of time as a reason why he had to pull lot of these two tournaments as well so again um look father time is undefeated and he has he has definitely bucked the trend for much much longer than most uh male professional tennis players have uh, over their careers but man it seems it seems like the end has come rapidly here Gil.
3: yeah and those are two tournaments you want to play at least in at least one of them headed into uh to the U.S. Open in New York end of month, beginning of next month for the final slam of the year. Those are two big tournaments in both Toronto and Cincinnati. Uh, and then we have Djokovic who had his, uh, who says anyway, I have multiple
5: injuries. Or he said, not just one, many injuries. <laughs> right. Better that. turns 40 on Sunday. Yeah. Like it used to be 30 and your career was over. 30? It used to be when you were like 26. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, what an old man you are.
4: <laughs> but 40 is just unbelievable. What a run. Gil, I'm seeing about $425 to $5. There you go. Nadal was a favorite today. So, yeah, about uh about 330 to 350 coming back on Louis Okay,
3: Nieres. so not quite as big. after Maybe after his uh, performance mm-hmm. yesterday, people were like, uh, I don't know about this guy. Um, so there you go. Sorry about that, DC. You won't get to see Rafael Nadal.
5: Anymore, but nice of him to show up anyway. And Gil, as you mentioned, this, uh, this Mariners team does not want to give wins to anybody. Mm. They are 51. I mean, they're 58 and 51 on the season. And uh, their top prospect that they called back up, Jared Kelnick, goes deep in the seventh. And they are up 3-2 to two here on this Yankees squad. Um, it is just... They're only three out of a playoff. That's what I'm for. saying. Like they, they didn't really do anything. I, 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 if anything, they really just made their fan base mad because they got rid of their their closer that had been closing right. games all year and, at a at a, high, at a really good rate. But, I mean, they don't want to give anybody easy wins. And that's what we're
3: talking about before the trade deadline. It's like if your team's in it. Like, don't you have? I know. I get it. I get what right. the point is. If you don't really think you're going to win it, and you want to set your team up for the future, but you almost have an obligation to your fan base. You're like, because otherwise, like, what are we doing? Right.
4: As Danielle says about, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, it's not like the NBA. You're not. It's not like half the conference is making the, you know, making the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. You know, it's a limited amount of teams. You know, who knows what's going to happen.
3: Three games out and up on the Yankees, three to two here at the bottom of the seventh, two down there, a judge at the plate. So uh, this one's going to go down here to the final innings. It appears in the Bronx and the Yankees, of course, every game counts, trying to keep pace with the Rays, who were idle today. Of course, the Red Sox lost uh, WGC, St. Jude, FedEx Invitational. We will review our one and Duns our drafts after the first round, see where everybody's bets are taking place. We'll do that on Prime Primetime Action.
1: The VSIN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman Hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now's a great time to get your all-access VCN subscription, which includes our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VSN.com/slash subscribe. Gil. Thank you, Danielle. Were you watching any golf t- Today, by any chance Not even a little bit. Not a lick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> love the honesty, the brutal You'd honesty. You have, have to pay me.
1: Yeah, that's
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm here for. You have to pay me. WGC uh, St. Jude down in Memphis. tbc Southwind uh, first round in the books. Harris English. With your two-stroke lead, eight under par today, uh, Harris English with a two-stroke lead over a uh, quartet of golfers, Jim Herman, uh, Ortiz is in there, Matthew Wolf, and Ian Poulter, all six back, uh, excuse me, six under, two back for the tournament, and then three back at five under, Bryson of the Shambo, Bryson DeChambeau, Scotty Scheffler, who I know you're on, Matt, mm-hmm. and then Mark Leishman, Berger, Daniel Berger, among those four back at 400, oh,
5: what was Sam Burns, who you also had. Also, and yeah, so Ber- I got Berger, Scheffler, and, and Burns all, all up there, so feeling pretty good because I can tell you... Um, Harris English is not going to go eight under again tomorrow. I hate to I hate this, to break this. This to you just did. Yes, this just <laughs> in. He is he is not going to. And, neither, and Jim Herman is not going to go six hundred tomorrow. I, I like, you that's know not those happening.
4: like the golf the golf well, the golf Twitter follows the sharp golf guys. J- I hated ha- I, Jim Herman. I heard thrown out more this week, and I couldn't like, I couldn't understand why. So good good for those people that bet him. May, maybe he'll get there.
5: Harris English it. gained three point two six strokes putting <laughs> which again is not sustainable um, and look he's fine at approach but he's not gaining nearly three strokes on the field on approach as well he, he just played out of his mind today which you know is, is a good place to be I mean look you have a two stroke lead so he's going to be at least around um after after round two here but he just had a a absolutely phenomenal crazy crazy good round uh jim herman same deal like his his strokes gained around the green nearly three strokes on the field for that strokes gained t to green for jim herman four and a half strokes on the field it's just not it's just not sustainable so we kind of like look at these things to look at okay is there any opportunity on some of these guys and honestly if you look it's kind of like oh well Bryson didn't putt good and around the green he was bad and his approach wasn't all that great either so, and he's still sitting at 5 under where he's at so you do have you do have that I mean you look at you know Sam Burns who is typically one of the guys who's really good off the tee especially with as well as he drives he lost a half a stroke on the field off the tee, and so I mean, there might could be a little bit of a little bit of positive regression for him. If you look at Berger off the tee, lost a stroke and a quarter for Berger off the tee as well, um, and and also around the green, lost a little bit. So I mean, Berger sitting there at four under. Like I, I think there's some guys who will make some runs tomorrow, and then some of these other guys will come back down to earth. I, I'm I'm pretty happy with my position, Kelly. What about you? I mean, I only had a
4: few bets. Bad... Louis uh one stroke off here, guys. He's three under. Yep. The rest ain't looking so hot. Brooks ain't looking hot. Cantlay's one over. Uh Lowry, I don't even know where he finished. I think about one over is where he was at. Uh but I I will tell you, man, with, with these looking at uh Looking at some of these updated odds, I'm definitely going to be going home tonight and looking at what I can find on Colin Morikawa. Uh, you're talking about some of these stats after round one, and look at where Morikawa went his approach numbers. He was one of the worst in the field in approach. That is not Colin Morikawa. Right. Uh, he is one of the best, approach, uh, best iron players in the world, if not the best. So I really don't expect that to continue. And considering he's three under par, um, you know, he's obviously still well within striking distance. We talked yesterday about how he was number one in every single one of our models. Uh, I'm not playing him at fourteen to one. I think that's what we had at DraftKings uh right now. I'm not playing that, but if I could find something closer to twenty here in town, uh I, I'm definitely will I'm definitely gonna fire on that tonight. It's just not not something you're gonna see out of Morikawa play that badly on approach throughout an entire uh entire tournament. And again, even after all that, he's still three under
5: par. So a good putting day for and me. And to remind everyone, no cut turn. Everyone's guaranteed three yeah. more rounds. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. A- a- Everybody is guaranteed three more rounds here and so so it is not like one of those deals where they need to make up like all of it tomorrow. And, and it's a great point. And so you know, guys that are a little bit further back to me are are still in play. Like this isn't one of those tournaments where I'm worried so so much about any of these guys. That that being said, I mean, look, you know, I did bring up the the case for for Jordan Spieth at the end of the show. Uh, yesterday, I had a little bit of money on him. I ended up not playing Rory, and thank goodness I didn't because he was absolutely terrible. Yeah, he looked awful. 62nd oh. out of 66
3: three run over Three-run Homer for Gallo. Yeah, for just, just checking on it. Joey Gallo, three-run jack, two out to the bottom of the seventh, to uh, turn the three to two deficit into a five to three lead for the Yankees. Huge.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely huge. Um, So we're, you know, like for, for, for me, I, I can see any of these. I think anybody at two under, I think anyone at two under is still very, very, very in play. In, in, in this tournament, so look, you go. Wow, I, I think I would go even further I'd back. I'd go. Than that. I'd go even further back. Than I, I think
4: even poor I yeah. think you're, you could still be live. I, I don't think Brooks is completely dead yet.
3: Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it, it, again, with it, with every with every sixty six player field, uh, these things will tend to be it condensed. And with the, all the big names out there, like okay, Victor Hovland three over, maybe not right. But I would I would agree with Kelly. Like I think you can go further down to that no cut tournament. I think Kempke probably still in it.
4: Harris English, I'm, I'm not gonna. Harris English had a solid year. He's he's actually had a fantastic year. I, this is, I, I think I would not be surprised if he is he is there towards the end of this tournament. I mean, he
5: was I, he in was, the top twenty, in all of my models. Yeah, was I just say he it was just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't pull the trigger on him. Uh, I did see a stat where he has where he has led or co-led after round one. He has won two of the four tournaments. He got second in the other one, and there was one where he ended up like 15th or something. So
4: I was on him in the, I forget which tournament in Hawaii where he won, and that was, I think was one of my first outright wins of the year. I'll never forget his interview after the win, and him basically almost breaking down in tears because it was his first win since 2014, and him just talking about how difficult it is to really be out there as a pro when you're not one of these big names and grinding to Keep that tour card, and uh, it's a guy I've been rooting for kind of all year. After that, where it's just, it's, it's cool to see those guys that you know make a career out of this, but you don't understand the struggles all the time, all the time that they go through just to just to remain on tour.
3: If DeShambeau wins this, and he's three back again after the first round, just catapult him into the status of the fly in every golf model. You're gonna
4: hate yourself for that. I mean, yep. you passed. We all passed on a thirty-five to one on Bryson Deshambo.
3: We sure did. We sure did. Great tournament. Can't wait to watch this this weekend. Danielle, you, you'll warm to it eventually. No, <laughs> she said no. No, apparently not. Uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Yankees looking good now, right here at Visons Primetime Action, and Dwayne Haskins and the Steelers knocking at the dough. We'll update that next, right here. From wait.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He do not care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics. He's going to guard. And then on Love top of it.
8: like that, see that.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came in my room crying tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
0: what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it?
1: DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing you plenty of ways to get in on the action during UFC 265. For this fight only, new DraftKings customers can bet $1 to win $100 on either main event fighter to land a punch. Just use promo code VSIN when you sign up today. That's V-S-I-N. DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet with the only top-rated sportsbook app that matters. Gil. Thank
3: you, Danielle. All right, Kelly, let's update everything for everybody.
4: Yeah, we'll do. First of all, one, uh, one to win 100 on on uh a punch landing? That, Just that, a punch. That's one of the best promos we've ever uh, had
5: it's, on the it's show. It's like the whole thing of whenever they used to do, like, will they score a point, a ach, ach, point in basketball or something? Right. And so this one, yes, th- there will be a punch landing. There
4: will be a punch yes. landing. Is Go that get true? that, that three hundred dollars. Oh yes. Acht point um, all right. In the NFL, the Steelers got into the end zone, but uh, they could not convert the oh, extra point. hear that. Sam
3: Sloman, it has been
4: fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well just leave the stadium. Yeah. Now. Uh, six to three is what we're up to. There's uh, 1048 left in the third. The Steelers have moved to your live betting favorite at three to three and a half. And it uh, looks like we're totals up to 21 and a half to 22 and a half, depending on your shop. Over in baseball, the Reds up on the Pirates seven to four now. That is in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, Pirates are ten to one.
3: Wow, that, that was seven to nothing at one point. Yeah,
4: seven to nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, thirteen and a half the live total. Braves and Cardinals all tied up at two now. Bottom of the fifth. Cardinals minus one twenty-five live. Braves minus one oh five and eight and a half the total. Yankees with that 5-3 lead now in the top of the eighth. Against the Mariners, Yankees a dominant live betting favorite, minus 6.50. Mariners plus 4.50, 9.5 the total. Royals up on the White Sox, 2-1 top of the sixth. Royals minus 145 live. White Sox plus 115, 7.5 the total. And the Twins with that 4-0 lead still over the Astros in the top of the sixth. If you wanted to get in live on the Astros, you get about plus 4.50, and seven and
5: a half is your live total, shaded heavily to the under. You, if you played the first touchdown of the evening, hopefully you were holding a Kalen Balaj ticket. Yes, for first touchdown because that is who was the uh, oh, who was the running back that scored there for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. No way, no way
4: they're offering those in preseason, right? You can... Oh yeah, they were. Really?
3: Wow. Standalone American football. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. By the way, if not for betting, if not a Cowboy or Steelers fan. Who is watching
5: right. this? Also, even if for betting, why do we have it on? <laughs> what right. are we doing? You know what? I call for the Olympics on this TV now. That's how that's how far we've that's how far we've shifted. This game is so bad. Let's get get on what, what did you say you had on the steeplechase? Let's, let's, steeplechase, chase it, yeah. let's steeplechase this.
3: Yeah, uh, got 9 minutes left in the show, bud. Matt, Matt was very upset that you he, he, he accused you of trying to make uh, the Canadian Football League a thing. Yeah, he was like, is this going to be a thing? Is this is going to be a thing. He's <laughs> very, very uh, snobbish it's, with it's his it's sports, He's very isn't opinionated. It? Yes, yet. very much so. Uh, is this Danuch? Is Danuch back in yet? Is, is he getting the game yet? Or yeah, he, he drew gonna... a
4: flag. There you go. Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I cannot confirm.
3: Here come wh- the Cowboys. Which
4: Cowboys qu- quarterback, that is.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, six I'm to three, Steelers.
4: Danucci from downstairs.
3: There you go. Oh, I thought you were about to say something, Matt. Sorry,
4: I heard I heard you revving up to say something.
3: Right
5: oh, here. we did have a leadoff double there for the uh, Mariners for the Mariners. Yeah. So against Zach Britton, who is in now for the Yankees. Five-three
3: Yankees, uh, nobody out, runner at second now. In the top of the eighth, Kyle Seager to take on uh, to face uh, Britton right now. The former Oriole. Great who uh, in that uh, playoff game under Buck Show Walter. Buck show Walter never got him in the game, been a Yankee now for a while, and uh, he'll try to retire, uh, get out of this little mini jam that has started out the eighth inning. Let's start the, let's let's finish the show where we began it, uh, which is on USA basketball. For those who missed it earlier on the show, uh, we we're talking about the amazing betting opportunities that Team USA has provided in terms of starting every game slow. Uh, Kelly laid it out perfectly yesterday. Wait for them to fall behind, then bet them. And uh, Kelly bet him three times in game yesterday. And you bet him how many times? Six. Six. <laughs> six. <laughs> Matt didn't even know we were going to talk about it. He couldn't wait. He's like,
4: six. Yeah, I did six. it six times. I'm also surprised you didn't, like, knowing that I, like, I'm surprised you didn't text me at all. Knowing that I was probably sitting there doing the same thing, it was, it was glorious.
5: Well, what? once I saw you couldn't really watch it, I was going to be like hey are you what what I mean I, I guess I could have said to you like hey are you game casting this <laughs> like, like so that you can bet this like like box scores yeah, bro Yeah yeah you you box watching watch like box me course, we man together, bro. Like, you know
3: so here we have here we have on the screen. This is courtesy of the South Point, right where we're broadcasting from, where the great Christy Andrews, uh, the American treasurer that is Jimmy Vaccaro, and, uh, of course, Vinny Maliulo ply their trade here. We have the lines uh, and the money lines and the totals for both the gold medal match and the bronze medal match in basketball. First of all, Australia and Slovenia, led by Luka Doncic. Slovenia lost to France by a point. Danucci pick. Uh, Danucci. Come on, Danucci. 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 Um, would you all ever pre flop a bronze medal match game? Oh, I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> no way. Kelly, would you, <laughs>
4: Um, I don't think so. I, I got, I got to admit though, Slovenia being that short of a favorite is a little bit attractive to me, but I'm not, I, yeah. I highly doubt I'm playing this one. I do. Doug, because Irian earlier in the show, he said he's looking at France first half.
3: I think uh, that's pretty sound. I
4: think that I can argue with that because the only way I'm looking at that game is the way I've looked at these past couple where it's USA's got to fall behind early and then I'm going to bet them. I'm not interested in betting France, but that would be... Of all the pre-flop bets you could make, mm-hmm. it's probably the one I would. It would be France plus seven first half.
3: By the way, we have the money lines reversed there. France would be a plus 650, and the USA would be the minus 1,000. Would you bet? Would you go against? I would the, bet the... USA plus 650. Yes, <laughs> yes, I would, I would do. But would you go against the old red, white, and blue and, and bet France money line to win it? Which is also red,
1: white, and blue. Which
3: is also <laughs> red, white, and blue, So though in a... Uh, different sort of order. Um, no, but that's a very good point, Daniel. Thank you. Flag knowledge. I will bet
1: on red, white, and blue in this game. <laughs> yes. That's who I will bet Correction on. Correction accepted.
3: <laughs> Sorry about that. It's very American of me right there. But uh, w- would you bet on France on the money line to win outright, or would that create too much of an emotional conflict for you, or would you not care about such things? I don't
4: know. I, I don't, I don't care at all. Yeah. I care about my money, and uh, mm-hmm. my money says... That USA is winning or my head with my money says that USA is winning this. So, no, there's no way I would touch that. I, I will look strictly be looking to what do what we've done the past couple games. Watch USA fall behind. If you can get, if you can get the good the right number. It's all it's about, right? We talked about that all NBA season long. I just think the past two USA basketball games have been what we try to show examples of for months here on the show during the NBA, but it's it's so much easier when it's USA falls behind 15. It's like oh, yeah. almost auto bet. So I, that's where I, I'm not surprised to hear if Matt was betting, they bet it six times because I was doing the same thing. I'm like, well, I'm going to go in here. And I'm gonna go in here, and Whoa. I want to go in more, but yeah. I don't. Oh, just- I realized
5: real quickly that I had gone in too soon. That I that <laughs> yes, I that yes. I had pulled the trigger way too soon. I was like, oh, what have I done? I'm early. I'm
1: early, like, I'm oh, early oh to boy. the party. Oh, so, this is yeah, embarrassing. So, and so
5: I just had to like, and then the, it just kept getting better and better and better. And like you said, and then you start getting plus money on the money line. It's like, okay, this. this I mean, is- I never took points, did you? Like, because I I was just plus money line, like plus money line. I, well i bet no i was laying <laughs> that's what i'm saying like I was, I was i was laying because i was way too early and you know, then my point is when they got to the dog point yeah, though, yeah, you, yeah, you weren't no. taking plus yeah yeah, yeah.
4: mad had a minus five yeah minus four three. and a half i'd really yeah four and, three, and a half i had minus three and a half and, yeah. then, uh, and then i waited for the plus money lines well, you know the other thing that's weird though we we for we've talked about a lot about live betting. We fo- obviously this show it's one of the main focuses, and we've used basketball probably more than anything. I would say right. We have and, and one of the things we do preach on that, and it was kind of the, kind of the point with Matt earlier about which following the box scores of these games and the game cast more is we always say wait for a break these 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 olympic games they're just dishing them they don't really have there's no there's not a million timeouts there's not commercial breaks like you can go a whole quarter with, without a you know, without a commercial break happening. Mm-hmm. So you you do have to be watching the game cast and you gotta kinda gamble of when you're gonna jump in because like it happened with both both Matt and myself is okay, we took a bad number and it got a whole lot better, but you know, we didn't think it was gonna go that way, but but still it's 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 different. It's weird watching some of the rules, like they can you know, they can knock it right off the rim. You know, as soon as a ball hits the rim, you can go and knock it out of there. It's not goaltending at all. Uh, it's inter- interesting to see the players that can easily adjust to those rules and the ones that I think struggle with it a bit more.
3: Well, tomorrow on Big NBC, is it tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, Big tomorrow NBC,
5: ten thirty Eastern, seven thirty Pacific.
3: Uh, we will actually have the gold medal game between France and uh, the United States. And if you're not doing Doug's first half pre-flop bet on France, uh, again, the same strategy applies as we've said. Uh, wait for the USA to fall behind and uh, play them then at a more favorable number. And if they don't fall behind, well, be okay with that trade. You have having, to be okay yeah. with it,
4: right? I mean, that's always, whenever yeah. we whenever we use that kind of basketball's live betting strategy, you have to be okay with not making a bet.
3: Mariners had runners at first and third uh, with only one out, down two runs in the uh, top of the eighth, and Zach Britton does, did what he does best, induced a ground ball double play. Ooh. There you go. And the Yankees get out of it. Still up five to three. Now headed to the bottom of the eighth in that one. Casey uh, doubling up the Sox right now. The White Sox that air, that is two to one. Uh, and apparently Pete Sampras is beating Andre Agassi on the other screen back in the nineties.
5: <laughs> that's what, that's the when on a short baseball night. Yeah. There's like not, not much going yeah. on. It's like oh well, we get replace
4: of uh, a tennis match. In the I 90s. gotta be honest though. You brought up the Olympics this segment. I didn't really think about it before then. So
3: yeah, the uh, the Hall of Fame game. Let's just close also with that. Six to three Steelers. Oh, this is.
4: Haskins it. aired it out. Oh, looking did he for a flag. Did he ever? They're letting him play in this Hall of Fame game. He's like, Where
3: are you, Terry McLaurin? Oh. <laughs> You're not there to catch my passes. Um, by the way, in both spots ohio state and, and dc so uh the bottom line is on this the preseason begins in earnest next week three weeks of preseason uh you know again if you if you want to bet preseason it really is a research project more than anything else find out which coaches obviously care more than the others try to glean from beat reporters
1: uh, who's, who's the one gonna who play made them run laps who the, who's the coach Joe Judge. Joe okay Judge. so i think he cares
4: Probably I, more I, than I he should. It, yeah, reading yeah. into
1: it a bit, but yeah, I, I said the same <laughs> thing about Urban
4: Meyer, right? If, if he's making him do Oklahoma drills, I'll
5: and say this here. real quick. As far as this, this golf tournament goes, Jason Kokrak's fifty to one at DraftKings right now. He lost over a stroke on approach today. He is tenth in this field in strokes gained approach over the last thirty-six rounds. So he really, really underperformed there. He's fifty to one. He's, I like he's three under. Like that, yep.
3: Let's end with that. I like that point right there. Enjoyed it. Good luck the rest of the night, whatever you're betting, maybe even this football game. The Nightcap with Tim Murray is next. Enjoy.